Hello, friends. Welcome to Mavs Party. My name is Kirk Henderson, and I'm editor-in-chief of MavsMoneyBall.com. You're joining me just before midnight on the 15th of, no, 14th of October. Thanks so much for spending part of your evening with me. Um, guys, I, I, I got to be honest with you in that I am sick as a dog. Uh, I have been trying to hold something off and losing. I am the Mavericks defense, apparently, at times. So I watched this game. I had a really good time with this game. Um, the Mavericks were all over the place and kind of weird. Uh, there was some fun overreactions we could get to, but really what I want to do is I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear what you think. I want to, uh, you know, talk about this game, talk about the regular season, talk about whatever you want. So coming up first, we have my man, Sam, who is so, uh, wonderfully requested to join the chat and we will talk and get right with it. So Sam, what's up? Kirk, uh, well, I would say how you doing, but you sound like shit, my man. So, <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, I get the feeling better, but uh, I'll be quick, thank I don't want to try to keep no, it. no, I'm up. Like, it's the kind of illness where it's like I'm either like I'm gonna be awake and so I'd rather be like talking with friends and suffering, you know what I mean? I got you, I got you, I understand, I understand. I understand. Well, um, yeah, you know, all in all, dress rehearsal game, like. I didn't like what they were doing defensively as far as points in the paint. That was kind of concerning. But, um, you know, it, it is preseason. They just kind of want to get it over with, I feel like. I think they'll be a lot better in the regular season, I hope, at least anyway. Um, right. My concern is well, – I want to say it's a concern. I just want to see what they do at the beginning of the regular season because ever since Lucas gotten here, I think it's been four years now, five, it's been five years now for him, the first game, for some reason, it's just something's always off about the team. Like the only uh. – really had, I guess you could say, a good game was when they played Washington that one year, when it was Porzingis debuting for the first yeah, time. Yeah, and and Luca cooked, God, who was it? He might be a Laker now. I can't remember. I just remember Luca and Porzingis just cooking. It was a great first entry into that, into that hole. Yeah, and besides that, every other game, for some reason, I guess we always have to play the Suns and Phoenix for the first game. So, <laughs> so we're doing that again. So, yeah, and then obviously the game last year with Atlanta, but everybody was still trying to learn um, kids' game. So I want to see if they can get out to a good start because obviously to compete in the West, you're going to need to get out to at least a decent start because everybody's talking about Denver. Everybody's talking about the Clippers, you know, and teams like that. Jamal Murray's coming back from an ACL, and you've seen with Spencer Dinwiddie that you just don't come back from an ACL and just start playing good. So it's going to take time. That's right. Uh, the Clippers, Kawhi, same thing. ACL, even though they got a lot of depth, I don't know how that's going to work because at the end of the day, they got a lot of great players on that team. So guys are going to want to play. And if they don't start playing, who knows what's going to happen there. Yeah. Um, the Warriors, I'm not going to lie, even with the whole Draymond thing, man, their their depth is insane to me because even if, if Kaminga can play, like we all know he can play. Kaminga, and if, Kaminga is such a good athlete. And if he – <laughs> It's remarkable the kind of stuff that they're just able to pull off the bat. Exactly. And if Wiseman is who we think he is, man, that's going to like almost it, – it's just crazy how they just got lucky like that and then they're able to have that much depth. So, like I said, I think it's – I'm not concerned about the Mavericks. I mean, obviously, everybody's going to have their flaws and we have ours as well. But if we just can hit our shots – 
you know, play the way we have him playing. I think JaVale McGee's going to be a big help. We just saw it even, like, in the first couple of minutes, he was grabbing rebounds and, you know, patrolling the paint. Even though we did give up a lot of points, I think it's going to be a big help. And, yeah, if we can stay healthy, I'm, I think I may be optimistic, but the sky's the limit, in my opinion. So, it, you know, this game was not pretty. It was disjointed and it was weird because it's a preseason game. I'm not going to lie and act like I watched it with the keenest of eyes because I didn't have to write tonight. So I had some friends over and we were watching the game. And there were times, like, for at least on my broadcast, the scoreboard was gone for a significant portion of the game. And so I had no idea what the score was. None of us were looking. And then all of a sudden, like, the Mavs were up 13. And I remember thinking during that sort of – like scoreboardless period. I was like, man, the Mavericks aren't playing that well. And then they're just up by a ton. So it's, uh, I'm planning to go into this regular season with a really open mind. Um, that you're right about the first game thing. Uh, who was it here? Um, uh, Ethan notes in the chat that it was Thomas Bryant who got destroyed by Luca way back when. And so thank you for that, Ethan. I personally am looking forward to, and I'm, I'm just going to keep making this joke. I don't care. It's a good joke. I'm looking forward to Luca getting to take ownership over the Phoenix Suns. Like that's going to be the the pregame coronation is is Luca, um, you know, just buying the team from Robert Sarver. So that's gonna it's it's gonna be fun. I, I'm 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 just I'm I'm gonna be bullish right up until I'm. Not. I, I'm right there with you. I mean, for some reason, I just feel like on Wednesday, you're like Luca's gonna say, you know what? I put my bid down. Yeah, I waited six months, and now I'm just gonna just take the team from you. Like right. <laughs> I'm not gonna let the the team from you. I'm just gonna take the team from you now. So I feel like I hope that happens, like in a weird way. But I mean, like I said, the first game of the regular season. Um, you just want to work things out. I think Christian Wood is, even though he got his defensive flaws, I think he's gonna ball out, and I think he's gonna start eventually, like just before the season. You know, I'll, I'll be. I wouldn't be surprised if he starts before the All Star break. So <laughs> that's just my opinion on that. But um, I think. I'm I'm really feeling confident about this team. Like I think they're going to do some things this year. Good, and I hope we get to hold on to that because it's. I think they're going to start the season well, um, and that'll be the first time in a while. So, Sam, thank you so much for getting us started. Hey, not a problem. Like I said, I hope you get to feeling better. Thanks. I will right, we'll talk soon. Um, okay, coming up next, we have a couple of people. Uh, Joe, welcome to the show. Joe, what's going on? Hit that unmute button there at the bottom. Oh, no, Joe didn't want to talk. That's okay. Brett, how's it going? Long time. Oh, yeah. Got a new job, so I've been incredibly busy for a few months, plus it's been the off season. So. Well, yeah, there's – no, I, I, I've not been hosting these like I normally was. And it's – it's I try to do it mainly to stay in rhythm, but – Yeah, that's I, – I feel like I got to warm up back for the regular season. Um, and it was – speaking of which, it was very much preseason for – the, every aspect of the broadcast, including league pass, which was down, and for the whole game, I mean, like just box did not work scores were funky. Like I was seeing yeah. along the bottom of the screen, multiple quadruple overtime games. Like there was weird shit. Yeah, I mean, as with you, I didn't watch it, you know, that closely. Um, but there were times at which I felt like the bench looked good. There's a times at which I thought like this is going to be terrible, and they're never going to score. Um, I mean, I, I think when they, when they had two bigs out there with the bench unit, it was terrible. That shouldn't happen in the regular season, hopefully. Um, but the bench unit with, with like the four guards and Kleba was, I feel like the best personnel grouping you can get with 
with the with the Mavs team in terms of like enough offense and defense, like that you can hide Hardaway with relatively good defenders like Kleba and Green and Nilkina and have enough players who are decently capable of like touching the ball that the offense doesn't completely, you know, fall apart. Yeah. They're going to have some weird kinks to work out because part of me thinks that when they're playing bad teams, the bench unit of Spencer Wood Hardaway defense doesn't matter because they should be able to score at will. But the Jazz are kind of an example of a bad team, though Lloyd Markin looked like like God for a significant portion of that game with some of the shot making he was doing. Um, they're gonna have they have a whole lot to work out because there's a bunch of players in this team who I don't necessarily associate as like kid type of players, but they're gonna have to make it work anyways. Like this is this is what they they they've they've uh, you know brought to the floor so. I think much like last season, we're going to have a pretty significant trial and error period. Now, the question is, if we remember back to last October, November, the Mavericks won games really ugly. And then December happened, and we just kind of have to throw December out the window. And then in January, they really started figuring things out. So I think we sort of need to give the Mavericks until mid-December to sort of see what they have. Um, and if, if they're, you know, playing at or about 500 basketball, I, I might be okay with that. At a certain point, they need to, to be, um, above 500 and working towards, you know, figuring out closing, um, a seed. But I, I just think that the process that the team has is, is pretty good. It's just sometimes having to get where they want to go is going to require, some ugly basketball. Does that make any sense? No, I mean, I, I think I feel like I kind of get what you mean. I, I feel like to some extent, the, especially on the defensive side, the scheme is on defense what, you know, for example, the Warriors are on offense in that it's not a scheme you can pick up quickly. It's not It's not something that it, that is just a couple steps to it. And that's something that, you know, when you, when you start out, especially integrating new players, you're like, those first, those those first couple of games will be rough um because it's it's because it is complex but then as you see you know once you get to the end of the year then you're kind of firing on all cylinders and once everybody is in a rhythm of doing that game in and game out then it then it then it looks it yes and and there's just going to be elements of this where you want to be building and last year's Mavericks really built month to month on what they were doing and, you know, progress is not linear, and that's something that I'm going to have to get used to, particularly since I do these game-to-game reactions, because, you know, those of you who are here with me last year, we were really, I mean, I was really pissy in October and November, and they were basically playing about 500 basketball despite looking putrid. They got beat on national TV so many times last year. Like, it was awful. So I, I, I'm just... I, I think they're going to get off to a pretty good start despite, you know, the first four games of the season are actually pretty rough, but then they, they, they have a pretty tough November too. So it's, if they can play slightly above 500 basketball, I'm going to be in a pretty good spot. I mean, I know Ethan, Ethan in the chat says, you know, oh, that's, that's 10th seed in the West talks. And no, I, I'm, 
the tenth or fifth is going to be about like like a morass decided by like five games. Like I I trust the Mavericks to close any sort of gap given enough time, um, particularly if they're healthy. So I'm 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 just for now I'm going to feel confident. Yeah, that was my read. Looking at the whole schedule as well, that it looks like you know if they are at five hundred through the first month, you know a few like five games, seven games above five hundred at the All Star break, the final month is really built for them to make, make. Well, we don't even like, we don't know how to talk about this yet. Other than we know that there's going to be a ton of teams that wave the white flag at 30 games, 40 games, 50 and 60 games. And so the Mavericks have an opportunity to really run up the, the win scoreboard, depending on who they're playing, because, you know, there's going to be a lot of tanking going on and the Mavericks are just not going to be one of those teams. Yeah. Um, well, that and, was and my that, that provides opportunity. That was my non-Mavs takeaway from this game: is that the Jazz are bad, but they are not bad enough as they want. No, no, there was um, gosh, who was it? I was listening to one podcast that talked about how some of these teams that have these good guy, like okay guys, are going to be selling players off that they had previously demanded first round picks for because they don't want these guys leading them to 20 games. They want those guys to be on other teams while the rest of the, while the rest of the team leads them to 15 wins. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do agree that like the, the price of those players will kind of in a, in a bizarre way go down. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be real. This is going to be a weird, weird season. So Brett, what else you got for oh, us? Nothing else. Thanks for having me up. Brett. Well, thanks for thanks for uh, keeping us going. We'll talk soon. Okay, coming up next then is my guy Chris. Chris hey, Kirk, up? how you doing, man? Uh, oh, you, you don't sound good, right? For, no, I, you know, I, I feel mostly okay, but it's like my wife. My wife said to me tonight, she's like, "The only way for you to get better is for you to shut up." And I was like, oh, "I don't know how to." <laughs> well, I'll, I'll talk a little bit for you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Wednesday. I wish you'd be here right now because uh, I, I feel great going into the season. I think uh, I think we're winning against the Suns against the first game, it's going to be more pressure on them because we're the team that beat them. It's on national TV. It's going to be in Phoenix. So all pressure is going to be on. I think I feel like the Suns to win that first game to get, you know, somewhat revenge. Um, but this year's nice because I mean, even though we lost JB, like we've talked about before, I mean, we just have a team that can rebound now. Uh, Chris, and then Christian Woods hitting three. So I, I feel great. Um Kind of concerned about the whole Hardy thing. I mean, I guess I know he's kind of deep on the bench anyway, but he's he's not even really in the rotation. Isn't that what Kid said earlier today or something? Or say that last part again. I'm sorry, I got I got about, distracted. Uh, J- uh, Jaden Hardy, he he hasn't earned a rotation spot. I'm kind of like wondering about that. <laughs> no. I don't think he has. I think it's going to be an uphill battle for him, but that's okay. And he's a rookie. Uh, it's, he's a rookie. I mean, we're not kind of relying on him, but. We just uh, – it, it was a good sign, you know, going – Tim Hardaway Jr., you know, he hit four uh, out of five threes tonight, so that was a good sign. But I know he is a streaky player. But that, he doesn't have those games where he's just impulse, just but, jack up shots. Mean, Chris, think about how many bad streaky games we had with Tim last year. Dude, like, I, I feel like we're owed a good Tim streak. Yeah. Ever, like you said, ever since he got that bag, he just like went downhill and then he got injured and he really just didn't have time to recover from that. But, you know, I think with this season, what I'm looking forward to is that we're going to, we're going to beat the Kings and we're going to beat the Knicks <laughs> and then we're not going to see uh, much Dwight Powell. So that's going to be three good things this year. So 
especially, you know, those Kings games. I was just, oh, my God, those were annoying. But I, I think I, – I don't know. I'm just looking forward to the season. I just wanted to start already, you know. So uh, who do you think will get the last uh, – well, actually, no, no, no. They haven't even signed uh, Composite yet. Do um, you think that they'll keep Wright or Dorsey? On a uh, I, think, I, think, I think Dorsey gets ejected to Europe as quickly as possible. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I, I called him, uh, I, I called him, you know, doesn't see the floor see because he, he's, he just hasn't <laughs> been able to play, man. He, he has looked awful every time he stepped on the floor. And I think he's got the opportunity to make a lot of money in Europe. And maybe the Mavericks will part ways with him and, and it'll be, you know, everybody, it was worth a try to see what happens. You know, Mark Stein has apparently tweeted within the last half hour. I just missed this quote. The Mavericks are on a course to sign Faku Compasso early next week. Uh, sources add McKinley Wright the fourth is nearing a Mavs two way contract, but as with Compazzo, have not ruled out late audibles based on the waiver wire. And uh, you didn't ask this, Chris, so I'm sorry. I'm going to talk about this real quick. Hey, Guys, I, I, I need you to understand something. Kendrick K- Kemba Walker is a basketball idea. You know Kemba Walker because you know his name. Kemba Walker in the last several seasons, let's just take a look here. In 21-22, he played 37 games. In 2021, he played 43 games. In 1920, he played 56 games. He is an when he was great, Kemba Walker was unbelievable. But he is a basketball idea. His knees are destroyed. The greatest availability for a bench player is availability. And Kemba Walker is not available. So as much as I don't like Faku Compazzo, the man plays basketball. Yeah, and yeah, I think we're going to be fine. In either way, I really think that the best we'll probably do this season is a third or fourth seed. Um, worst is sixth. I mean, I, I don't see us. I mean, your worst case scenario, you get to play in, you have Luca, and he always performs that. As long as he's healthy, he always performs at his best anyway. So, And like you said, a lot of teams are going to be – you know, 30, 40 games in, they're going to be tanking anyway for that other player. Um, so we're going to have a lot of games. We just got to capitalize, you know, going against bad teams or teams that are trying to lose, um, just rack up wins, going to the playoffs healthy. And the fact that we went to the, got that monkey off our back, the whole first round exit at the last 10 years, we finally got that off our back, went deep in the playoffs. I mean, sky's the limit, I think. So, uh, and you never know what's going to happen mid season, but like you said, we don't really have draft picks to trade this year because we still have the other one to, to the Knicks. Uh, so we really can't, probably do anything if a disgruntled player wants to leave or whatever. We really can't offer another team much right now anyways, right? I'm really not sure. Uh, I was at an event last night um, with with Skin Wade and Ben Rogers out out in Salina at their brewery. Really cool place, by the way. And there were a number of like sort of trade-ish related questions and – there are multiple jokes about like we need we need to call Dalton in Mississippi because Dalton's the only one who's good at thinking up trades. But it's just like there's the only thing that because you don't know who's going to be bad. Like Mark Cuban had a quote the other day after um, their their scrimmage where it's like so many teams it feels like they got better. We got to really see how this shakes out. But at the same time, we've also talked on this show about how fourteen teams are going to go into like mad tank mode. So it's like like something's got to give, you know. And it's pretty sad because I mean, if you try to lose intentionally, I mean, you could be the worst possible team in the NBA, and you go in the draft. I mean, 
you might only get the the fourth or fifth seed or fourth or fifth pick. I mean, it's not guaranteed that you're going to get the number one seed. I'm just glad we're not one of those teams that sure. has to worry about that shift in the next few years. I mean, as long as we all, as long as you always have Luca, you're you're not going to be tanking. You're not going to be trying to tank it. Unless there's a catastrophic injury halfway through the season where he's out, you know, so. Well, there's some truly wild stuff happening, sort of like in the analytics realm. So I'm not really a big, I don't deep dive into numbers, largely because certain things confuse me. Um, but the Mavericks, like, and, and one of my friends, his name's Jared Dubin, he writes at 538. He has this, this piece out explaining the 538 projections. And Luca. Luca basically single-handedly has bolstered the Mavericks in the 538 projections to finishing as a three seed. Okay. So you mentioned like that's kind of your peak of peaks. So what they're projecting for Luca for this next season, his closest, I'm just going to, this is, I'm just reading straight from the article. Doncic's closest comparables for this season include 2003 Tracy McGrady, 2009 LeBron James, and 2002 Kobe Bryant, among others. What I just listed are three of the greatest individual basketball seasons that we've ever seen. So I'm like, I'm trying to figure out how to balance the fact that I don't necessarily think the Mavericks have enough as a team with the fact that if you're looking at what people are expecting of Doncic based off of his past performance, we could see like historic basketball. So I, I just anything is kind of on the table at this point for me is where I'm going with that. Yeah, we just all we gotta do is just rack up wins. Don't don't give away the bad ones. You got that, you know those Kings games, this and that. Just get to the playoffs healthy. And I mean, it's a long season. Anything can happen. Trades can happen. Um, but as long as we do what we did last year, other than the whole last game of the season, the Spurs calf thing, that was just crazy. But I'm glad Jalen Brunson like picked up, you know, held the fort down uh, temporarily. Yeah. But that was just that was just a great run, man. Like I, I mean, you, you're going against the Warriors. I mean. They're the one that won the championship, and we just didn't have the rebounding there to really stick with them. But I'm just—I just want the season to start right now, dude. If it—if it there's a game started right now, I'll be watching it. I'm just—I'm just. I'm just ready so, so let me ask you something. You—if I remember correctly, you're going to the first game, which is yeah, the Grizzlies. Grizzlies game. That's a week from tomorrow, right? Yeah. And does anybody know? Because I haven't actually bought tickets yet. I'm kind of what I usually do is I wait. A little while the some of the regular the standard price tickets they're just like not there i mean i mean i know the hot the mass tickets are high in demand yeah. so i'm kind of like going to wait till probably like after the sun's game and then see hopefully more tickets get released or at least the resale tickets get lowered down right uh, but yeah, yeah i'm just hoping <laughs> you know i want to sit in usually section like 104 103 um but right now there's not two sitting together so but yeah, I, I do plan on going to. I'm gonna have to spend a little bit more, I guess, on a resell sell ticket. Worst case scenario. But yeah, yeah, I plan on going to the Grizzlies game next week. Well, fun, man. Yeah, I'm. I'm not just so you know. You guys don't care about my schedule, but I may <laughs> not be able to do a, a post game show next Saturday after Memphis because I'm going to my high school reunion. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but Chris, yeah. thanks for uh, for keeping us going. All right. Yeah, my, my high school. We, I just had my. I, I graduated twenty years ago, and they didn't even throw one. <laughs> That's kind of pathetic, right? Well, you know, it's like like it goes one of two ways. You you have people who don't want to do anything, or you have people like me who are like genuinely excited to just go see other human beings. Like <laughs> I, I I had like some some 
current and former Mavs Moneyball staffers over to my house tonight. And it's just like, like I was trying to explain to people, I was like, guys, like part of why I did the green room, part of why I do this Mavs Moneyball stuff is like, I like talking to people. When I was in DC, I was in my house by myself for like a year and a half. Like I didn't see anybody. Like I like talking and being with people. Like I'm a social dude. So yeah, yeah. All right, man. Yeah, go Mavs. Thanks for thanks so much, Chris. All right, doesn't look like we have anybody else. Wait, no, that's not true. Adam, what's going on, man? Hey, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing all right. It's uh, just after midnight here. So what do we got going? So I watched the game and I could, you know, I've I've kind of been a little bit reserved, kind of waiting, uh, kind of aggregate my thoughts a little bit. So the first three games against really substandard teams, probably teams that are expected to be in the bottom seven worst records of the league. Would you agree with that? OKC, Orlando. What do you um, take away from these games against really bad teams that are also pre? It's, you know, you're, you're, you're weighing kind of the, perspective of whether maybe the Mavericks aren't really getting up for these games because the competition is so low or um, trying to take it at face value and they're, they're putting out, you know, maybe 80% effort out there. And in the latter perspective, you know, there is a little worry. You know, I think it's kind of, uh, you kind of see it in them looking to get Composo, which isn't, you know, it, that's not a, uh, that doesn't inspire a lot of confidence. The fact that they're going out to get that guy, obviously he's, it, it, it basically states that kind of, you know, Doncic maybe, you know, they need that second ball, ball handler and maybe that luxury of Brunson over the last two years is something that um, Doncic is going mi- to miss a little bit more than, than he thought he would. I mean, I'm, I talked about this on the show on our normal podcast that I do with my co-host Josh. And to me, I, I am less frustrated about Campazo as a player and more frustrated about what signing Campazo means. It means they lied to us all summer long about the plan being Josh Green and Frank Nilakina, or they were so disappointed by what Frank Nilakina and Josh Green have showed, which if you're shocked that Frank Green and Josh Nilakina can't play point guard minutes, then you're pretty bad at team evaluations. Like, I, I don't know how to, like, be kind about this because as much as I hope for things from Josh Green, it you know, wish in one hand crap in the other and tell me which gets filled first. Like, this is – some of this is silly. And it's – you know, Composo will probably come in and lots of people – and I've, I've, I've seen comments. It's on all of our posts at Mavs Moneyball where it's like, well, he's a 15th guy. No, he's a 15th guy signed. If you don't think that that he'll play, you know, 15 minutes a game, two out of every three nights, then then you know I've got got some land I'd like to sell you. Like this is the NBA's a long season. Spencer Dinwiddie looked like ass tonight. He is a a a mixed bag player, and relying on him when he is a a career inconsistent guy is is a choice. Now that doesn't mean I think Spencer's bad. I think Spencer's pretty good. I also think Spencer played the best basketball of his career when he joined the Mavericks and expecting that to continue was weird. So I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of all over the place about the, the final ball handling stuff. I, I agree with you. Yeah. Dinwiddie is a high variance player, right? He can be really great or he can be, you know, sub, you know, below average. And uh, you don't know what you're getting 
the good thing that you could possibly say about Dinwiddie is he's a streaky player. So if he's playing well, the next 10 games are going to probably going to go, go, you know, along that same trending line. Right. That's right. But if he's, if he's playing badly, you might have a month and a half of just bad basketball, you know, and, uh, and the, the deeper he, he kind of gets into that, you know, that bad basketball, you know, he's, it's like, he's digging himself a hole. It seems like, and, uh, and he may not return in time for the postseason. Well, but. You know, Luca. Sorry, my voice is so bad. I'm cracking. Um, Luca presents such a high floor, and I wrote a piece that. Uh, well, I wrote it a long time ago, but it published today, and I forgot that I wrote it. And it was I titled it. You know, what if they made the whole plane out of Luka Doncic? Because um, I think his usage is going to approach, if not surpass, James Harden's MVP season numbers. Um, they're just going to be forced into playing that way, I think, because Spencer, when he's good, he's going to be real good. But when Spencer's bad or, you know, they're just going to have to rely on Luca more. Luca's going to have to play 38 minutes to 42 minutes a game. Like it's 2003 basketball. I just, I really think that's where they're heading. Yeah. Luca played 65 games last year, right? I think played 65. Yeah. He missed a lot of December. Yeah, but yeah, for the most part, like, what's your expectation on how many games he plays? Because yeah, what, they were eight and nine when he didn't play last year. Yes, so last year he did sixty-five games, is right. And so I am, you know, injury is the is the real is the only thing for him. Um, and and ankles with the way he plays and stepping in the lane, you can't really guess on that. But if he if he remains healthy, I expect him to play 72 to 75 games because I think number one, I think he wants the MVP. Number two, I think yeah. that the Mavericks are sort of like, there's a, there's a hand in hand situation where if, if Luca plays 75 games, they're probably three, four seed really. Like I think they'll be that good in my opinion. I, yeah. I, I, you know, the Mavs maybe even more so than the other teams, they need, they need a top five seed. Like if they're, if they're six through eight. That's not a good setting for them to be. I, I, they need, you know, an ideally home court advantage. But I think, yeah, as you mentioned, it really relies on uh, Doncic's health. And uh, I and, and you, you've made this point numerous times. You can't really judge based on looking at at Luca. He didn't look, you know, he wasn't an, an Adonis out there, you know, tonight. I don't yep. know what it is. You know, sometimes it's. But you can't judge it, you know. But you know, but if you're if you're playing if if he's playing, you know, high usage, you know, hardened 2016, 2017 basketball. I mean, you know, he's already not getting a lot of lift on his shot, but he doesn't really rely on his lift. It's really hard to judge. It's just I, I it's just, crazy because you go look at his stats tonight. He was nine of eighteen from the floor, but he was seven of nine from two and two of nine from three. And this happened during World Cup, or not World Cup, Euro, Eurobasket as well, where it's somebody, some, at some point, someone needs to just whack him on the side of the head and be like, you need to take like five threes a game, not nine. Like I, at one, this may not be true anymore, but at one point in time, he was the league's worst volume three point shooter in history without like, in terms of like numbers per game and what his percentage was. And he just he gets to the rim at will, and and I don't understand. I mean, I do understand. He doesn't 
like the contact. He's tired of the non-calls, that sort of thing. But he he's just so good at certain things. And then there's just at some points in games and times where he doesn't do the. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah, I mean, um, typically, you know, players that uh, are able to get to the basket and kind of really play with physicality, you know, with uh, with more physicality. When they're relying on those threes, it's uh, it's usually a conscious choice of just, you know, either you know they're just tired, conserving their energy, or it's, you know, just uh, like you mentioned, right, making a, a conscious choice of wanting to avoid that contact and saving themselves for the rest. Yep, yep, yep. Well, Adam, thanks so much for uh, for joining tonight. I appreciate it. No problem. Have a good rest of your night. All right, talk soon. Guys, this was a better show than I was expecting. Thank you so much for for carrying me, uh, carrying the conversation. Uh, this will go up at some point tomorrow. Uh, if you give it a download, I would appreciate it. Even though you know you don't need to listen to the darn thing. Um, trying to think what our show schedule will be. I have some plans, but honestly, I, if I can't talk, I can't record, and it's a long season ahead. And you know, we'll we'll see what's going. I appreciate. Uh, Everybody hanging out. Check out Mavs Moneyball. We got some stuff coming. You know, we've been posting three to five, you know, three to six things a day. Uh, we have a lot of good writers. Uh, go go read our, our, our stuff. Um, everybody be good, and we will uh, talk when we talk. If, if not uh, Wednesday, then before. Uh, have a great weekend.